We welcome to the show Andrew McCarthy, former district uh, U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, contributing editor of National Review. I think he's a Fox News contributor as well, I'm pretty sure. And his most recent book, Ball of Collusion, The Plot to Rig an Election and Destroy a Presidency. Andy McCarthy, welcome back. Larry, great to be with you. Happy Saturday. And you too. By the way, thank you for coming on the Fox Business Show, Cudlow. And we had fabulous numbers. You're a big draw. You're in fabulous, oh, fabulous yeah. numbers. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a big hitter. <laughs> That's great stuff. Uh, Andy, let me – I've been pursuing this issue um, that Biden should be out there protecting the Supreme Court justices now that this crazy group has revealed their addresses – and this will lead to no good. Uh, Madam Saki says they're not concerned, you know, oh, that people, there's going to be nonviolent protests. People are passionate. They're not concerned about the leak. They're not concerned about now that these addresses are out there and there are going to be protests. And I guess one question I had that you might know, uh, is it the U.S. Marshal Service that protects the Supreme Court justices or other, ju- or other judge, federal judges have they done anything extra to increase protection? And somebody told me, last question, Andy, somebody told me that actually it's um, against the law to um, protest at their homes or some such thing. Maybe you can clear that up for us. So, Larry, the Supreme Court has its own police force for purposes of security at their facility, uh, the Supreme Court courthouse as well as the security of the justices. And they, they're the ones who have actually taken over uh, the leak investigation, which is one of the reasons I don't have a lot of hope for it, because I don't, I, you know, they're, they're very good at what they do in terms of security, but they really don't do criminal investigations. Mm. Um, generally, the U.S. Marshals do have uh, jurisdiction over security of the courthouses, but because the Judiciary is a separate branch from the executive, obviously. The court has to have its own facilities as as well. And I don't begrudge them their facilities. It's just criminal investigation isn't what they do. And just like a a sort of a very basic thing, one of the first things forensically you would want to do in an investigation like this is figure out what printer the hard copy of this opinion came off, the Mm -hmm. draft opinion. Uh, That's the kind of thing you really need help from the FBI's from you know the Supreme Court guys don't have the capacity to do that kind of forensic education so uh, investigation so like for a million good reasons I think they need help from the Justice Department and I do agree with you that the, you know to my mind even worse than the leak and I wouldn't have thought when the leak happened that I'd be talking by the end of the week of something worse than the leak happening to the Supreme Court but you're absolutely right that the government has to speak as one voice. Uh, the executive branch, as well as the Congress, that the most important thing here is the Supreme Court as an institution and the safety of the justices. That That's like paramount. And the thought that they are subordinating that to something that isn't even an opinion yet, it's not even a ruling of the court, it's a draft. Uh, and they are uh, you know, trying to make hay with that, that politically at the expense of the safety of the justices and the, and the court's viability as an institution is just stunning to me. I just, it, it's awful. And the final thing, the last thing you asked me, um, 
it's obstruction of justice to do corrupt things to try to in, <laughs> to um, intimidate or influence a tribunal. And what's obviously what obviously this is all about is trying to intimidate the justices into changing their opinions. So to me, this is a classic obstruction of justice. And I think everything that they do in the way of trying to influence the justices is exactly that. Well, Andy McCarthy, now that this crazy group, Ruth sent us, has published the home addresses of Roberts, but also Amy Coney Barrett, Alito, Kavanaugh, Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch. Um, I mean, to me, this is like unleashing a war against the court. I, and when when Saki was asked about this, she didn't have anything to say. She had no opposition to it. She says, well, this is a passionate issue, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, we saw last summer and the, two summers ago, you know, groups uh, coming after. I remember that I believe he was a judge in, outside of St. Louis. They walked on his property. It turned violent. And I'm waiting. Why hasn't the White House announced special security measures for the Supreme Court justices? They absolutely should. You know, Larry, we talk all the time in connection with the Capitol riot about the people who assaulted police and, and broke into the building and broke windows and all that stuff. And I don't think any of us thinks that, that those people shouldn't be prosecuted. But they scorched the earth to prosecute hundreds of people who didn't do anything other than walk through the grounds. And nobody dared when they indicted all those people, nobody dared come out and say, well, you know, there was a lot of passion that day. There was a lot of passion. People had very passionate feelings. The the reaction of the Biden White House was, we're going to prosecute every single one of these people that we can identify. And now the same people are signaling to the crazy left that it's perfectly fine to go to the home of Supreme Court justices and intimidate them over again a draft opinion from three months ago that isn't even a ruling of the court. Who should be sent in to protect? The the, the marshals the should mar- be protecting. Uh, the local police should be protecting this, the homes of the Supreme Court justices. But the most important thing here, Larry, would be the White House has to come out and set the tenor. You know, there's a lot of criticism, and I thought it was rightful, of, of – President Trump for not using the influence he might have had with the people who were rioting at the Capitol. Where is the administration now? They're fomenting this. They're not they're not trying to strike a chord where you say, you know, look, uh, we can disagree with the ruling if that day ever comes, if the ruling gets issued as a ruling. But the Supreme Court justices are off limits. But, you know, the Supreme people shouldn't be demonstrating outside the Supreme Court. Forget about the homes of the justices. And this is exactly why Roe is such terrible law. I mean, you know, the idea is we're supposed to insulate the Supreme Court from political pressure and let them decide cases along the lines of the law. And if something isn't in the Constitution, then it just goes back to the state legislatures and they can regulate abortion. Mm-hmm. They can allow it. And, you know, with restrictions that most people actually support in this country. Um, but, you know, we're in a situation here where there's a real danger to the lives of these justices. And instead of doing everything they can to tamp it down, the White House is just fanning the flames. Um, last one, uh, Andrew McCarthy, I want to play you a very quick tape 
from the third presidential debate in 2016 between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton uh, on the subject of late-term abortions. Let's listen to this. Trump, your reaction, and particularly on this issue of late-term partial birth Well, I think it's terrible. Uh, If you go with what Hillary is saying, in the ninth month, you can take the baby and rip the baby out of the womb of the mother just prior to the birth of the baby. Now, you can say that that's okay, and Hillary can say that that's okay, but it's not okay with me. Because based on what she's saying and based on where she's going and where she's been, you can take the baby and rip the baby out of the womb in the ninth month on the final day. And that's not acceptable. You know, I I just play it. I don't want to put you on the spot, but we're one of the few countries, along with North Korea and China, Andy McCarthy, that permits this kind of late term abortion. We're one of the few left. It's not good. It can't be good. It's not good, Larry. And, you know, part of the reason that that's the case is there's not enough people who do what President Trump did in that clip. You know, a lot of times we talk around this. We have euphemisms, the whole the way we talk about this. You know, I'm pro-choice. It's about choice. And what what this is about is what Donald Trump described in that clip. And not enough people are willing to hold up the mirror to to the country about what a horror this is, what, not just what a moral travesty it is, but what a physical horror it is. Mm. And I think maybe if we were more courageous in talking about it, we wouldn't be in that uh, you know disgraceful rung of countries that allow this right up to the moment of birth. 100%. God bless you. Andrew McCarthy, former district U.S. attorney and National Review and Fox News. Can't thank you enough, Andy. We'll talk soon.